0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The bottom of the hour, Paul Jones, Raptors analyst for Sportsnet, will join us. Canada off to a semifinal berth for the first time in a major basketball tournament since 1936 as they wax Luka Doncic and Slovenia. We'll talk to Frank servoli at the top of the hour. Josh Sanderson gets a ton of money from the Senators and $9 million for Elias Lindholm. We'll talk to Frank servoli about that at 8 o'clock. But right now, the National Football League season kicks off tonight in Kansas City on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Our man, Ross Tucker, NFL and CBS analyst. The Ross Tucker podcast who is playing her today. Ross, thanks for this. How are you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys
0: doing? Good. Um, what, okay. I, w- I want to get to this right away. You're a guy. We follow you on Twitter. Of course, we'd like to see your, uh, press box meals. The Eagles at Eagles games this year. Uh, they're offering a slim chicken 2.0 frosted flakes, fried chicken, Cooper, sharp cheese, honey, glazed bacon, cherry jam, ghost chili with apple fritters as the bun. Have you tried this? And if you not, can you try it for us?
1: Um, I have not. I have not even heard of that, probably because I don't actually go to games as a fan. I'm in the press box. They don't serve that in the press box. They should. It sounds Yeah, it sounds very intriguing. Um, I will say a lot of times it's like the more elaborate something like that is, um, I guess I do get a little bit skeptical. Um, when you're when it's that involved, like it sounds like a lot, but I am sure as heck willing to give it a chance. I mean, I, I am I am your guy. If you need someone <laughs> to stand on that mountain and see whether or not it's good,
0: I I would love to hear uh, your reaction to that. Um, we were talking about this before he jumped on. Uh, Nick Bosa signs a monster extension with the 49ers. The reigning Defensive Player of the Year, just an absolute terror. What would it be like blocking that guy, uh, Ross, for those of us who have never experienced something
1: like that? Well, what's interesting to me about Nick is he's not a guy that I think physically would intimidate you, right? Like there's some guys that legitimately, physically, you're like, oh, boy. Like this guy messed me up, mess me up. Right. What's that? Yeah.
0: Like James Harrison?
1: Um, yeah, I remember the first time I saw James Harrison and saw what he was capable of. Um, I was a little bit concerned, especially about one of the plays that we had in the playbook. I was like, "Uh oh, um, but um, there's really just bigger guys that are like physical monsters that you think, oh man, this guy can like tear me apart. Bosa is like a technician. You know what I mean? Like he's so good with his hands and what he's asked to do that that's really the concern as much as anything else is just, man, this, I got to really be on my game. He's like a thinking man, a thinking man's pass rusher because he's so, so skilled.
0: We, we talked about uh, on the show, the, the four of us uh, on this show, uh, If we how would we block Nick Bosa? Well, we'd have to be like in a circle. We would have to be one after the other. Would there be any chance that the four of us together could block Nick Bosa today?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I think your best bet would be not a circle, not like to be lined up for a cross. And okay. just lock arms, lock <laughs> arms and just, I mean, so what, what end up happening is, you know, he can't yeah. really go around you at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So right. he would bull rush you and, and oh. one of you would just get absolutely slaughtered and run over. <laughs> but that's still your best chance because then, right. you know, hopefully he trips on you or trips on one of the other people as he's running you over.
0: Okay. Okay, I, th- I, I thought it was going to go that way. That's you, GVP.
3: That's you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wanted uh, to ask you as well, uh, Ross, we're getting set for this game here tonight. Um, everyone's questioning the health of Travis Kelsey. What are we going to learn about Patrick Mahomes if Kelsey cannot go? I think we learned a lot when he lost Tyreek Hill, but this is a little bit different if they're also without the league's best tight end.
1: We're going to learn nothing about Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, probably by a decent margin. I don't care what happens tonight. There's nothing that can happen tonight that will change how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, theoretically, if they still win the game and he still puts up huge numbers, maybe I'll just go from thinking he's ridiculously, ridiculously good to a third ridiculously. I mean, there's a chance that I would add a third ridiculously. To my comment, but the guy is unbelievable. I don't feel like we're breaking any news or learning anything tonight.
3: At what point did he reach this level for you? Well, that's a good
1: question. Um, you know, probably last year without Tyree Kill. I, I think there was a little bit of me that was like, "Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He's the best quarterback." But for them to win the Super Bowl in the first year without Tyree Kill is just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, super impressive.
0: Um, Ross, want we we talked about Jared Goff a little bit too before he jumped on. I think I think Jared Goff maybe nationally in the media maybe doesn't get the the respect that maybe he deserves. I think the guy's a very good quarterback. He's been to a Super Bowl. I get it a lot was that in McVay's system, but since he's been to the Detroit Lion, he's put up some great numbers. He's he's had some great games. He's limiting the turnovers. I think Jared Goff's a top twelve quarterback in the NFL, is he not?
1: No, I agree. I, I I agree. I think he certainly played that way last year, and I'm really really happy for him. You know, I mean, I, 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 you know, he's one of those guys that for whatever reason, I think it's hilarious that when the Rams were good, Don McVay got all the credit, yeah. and then when the Rams weren't as good, Jared Goff got all the blame. Like, how does that work? I mean, how is that fair? How is that the way it should be? And so I'm glad Goff has shown he can go somewhere else and still play at a high level. Uh, certainly a top 12 quarterback last year in my mind.
0: Can they, can they get to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff?
1: Of course. Yeah, I mean, the Rams got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, so I don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that in detroit they have a really good is it because actually Go ahead.
0: sorry is it because of just the mental hitch of them being the lions like it's tough to believe it because it's the lions
1: can you say sorry again no
0: <laughs> sorry
1: yeah so why do you think that is that you guys say sorry and we say sorry like mm. how does that start how does that happen
0: I don't know. Like I, I you know what I, you know so, see I, I will I will double double up on this too. We say golf. You guys say golf.
3: It's weird.
1: Say it again. I don't know say who's the, right or who's the, wrong. The, the, golf just Sounded
3: saying. the same to me there. Golf. Golf? Sort of.
1: <laughs> so I say I say golf and my wife makes fun of me because she says I'm not including the L. I'm just saying <laughs> G-O-F-F. Golf. I'm not saying G O I'm like, what is it? Yeah. Golf? Golf. Doesn't sound yes. right to me.
0: Yeah. It's a weird one. You think you think it's weird how I say sorry? Is it weird?
1: Um, well, it's just different in Canada than it is in the yeah. States. And I always, like, I'm so curious, like, how did that happen? Like, yeah. when people came over from Europe or whatever, like, and, and, and some people made a left turn to go to the state. Some people made a right turn to go to Canada. Did the people that made the right turn to go to Canada be like, you know what? I'm telling you guys right now, as God is my witness, we're not saying sorry anymore. It's sorry. It is sorry from here on out. Like, yeah. Who made that decision?
0: Yeah. I, it's it's Accents are incredible to me, Ross. Uh, I grew up in Niagara Falls, Ontario, and in Niagara Falls, New York, there's people with accents where the O's are A's and it's just a tiny little gorge that separates the two. You can literally hit a driver and hit the ball, golf ball on the other side and between the two countries. And in Niagara Falls, New York, the O's are A's. My friend Rob dated a girl from Western New York and uh, she said, Rab. And I'm like, where, where's the? Why is the A and uh, why is the O sounding an A? Like I don't get it. How that close proximity there's a big time accent. You played in Buffalo. You know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Well, yes. Now let me ask you guys this: How do you pronounce M I L K?
3: Milk. Because there's write a that lot of people
1: first. in the Midwest <laughs> that say milk. Yeah. There are people in the Midwest that say milk. And I yeah. put this on Twitter a couple weeks ago, yeah. at Ross Tucker NFL. I promise you there's no E in that word. I promise. <laughs> there's no E in milk.
0: Um, there, there, There's also a very uh, polarizing word, too. What about about? Oh, it's a boot. No, it's not a boot. <laughs> it's not a boot. It's about. How do you say
1: about, Ross? I say about the correct way about, and uh, that's another one. I think it's so hilarious that the Canadian founders were like, "Listen, we're just changing a couple things here. Uh, We're going to change sorry, sorry, and we're no longer we're no longer saying about. It's about, and um, you know, if you can't think of what to say, Mm -hmm. and if you're hesitating, just say a." That'll be our thing, okay? Sure. Just say, and, and everybody's went along with it. All these, like, all these Canadians, like three hundred years ago, they're like, "That sounds good, hey? Eh? Yeah, that yeah, sounds good, hey? Eh? Hey, that sounds good. All right, hey. Eh? All right, that'll eh, be yep. our thing."
0: Yep, very Canadian. What's your favorite American accent, Ross?
1: Mm. Ooh, um, I think the one that sounds the best is where I will be later this evening, which is New Orleans. Mm. I'm going down oh, to New Orleans because I'm doing the Titans mm. at the Saints for CBS Sunday and that New Orleans accent just sounds incredible. It's just yeah I don't know. it's like so smooth mm. and almost so sexy. it's amazing. way better than about and sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what about the Western New York stress. accent, Ross? It makes my heart melt.
1: You got to refresh my memory like, like crap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the O's or A's. That's all it is in the Western New York accent. It, I can't explain it. And I don't know how that's even possible with the cr- close proximity to Canada, which I don't, I don't think I have an accent. Like,
1: uh, you know, what I'm I think it's pretty funny? Sure. what's that you guys bring me on to talk football and <laughs> yeah. I would say yeah. roughly 75% of our conversations have absolutely nothing to do with football.
0: Yeah, but that's why we love when that's you come it on. It's the appropriate amount. Yeah.
1: That's, that's, and listen, listen. that's why I love coming <laughs> on. Right now, everybody driving their cars in Calgary, first of all, they're yeah. laughing their ass off. Secondly, they are right now thinking to themselves, wait, why are there different accents? Why do we yeah. say about and sorry? Like, this is the so, type of Like, what we're talking about right now, people will yeah. mention at the office and right. or at lunch today. If I just said to you, uh, Patrick Mahomes is a really good quarterback, we're going to find that out tonight. Nobody's talking about that at lunch. <laughs> Nobody,
0: no, no. <laughs> Can are are you are you adept at picking out accents immediately where they're from in the United States? Mm. Uh,
1: I don't know if I'd say adept. I think I'm pretty decent.
3: Okay, feels like it spans so much like, especially in a locker room, you know, you get the guys from Florida that sound different from the guys from Alabama, which sounds different from the guys from the West coast, which sounds different from the guys from the East coast. Like where did you, did you fit into one of those groups?
1: You know what people said about us a lot Mm -hmm. is uh, the way we, um, well, first of all, where I'm from, people say like, "Home." is it a home? (laughs) Or phone? Is it a phone? Like, like near Phil? That's a Philly accent right there. Mm-hmm. Home, right. phone. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I grew out of that. Maybe I don't know. But sure. the thing that's really interesting about where I'm from is the way we ask questions. Like, we have inflection at the end. It'd be like, um, "Did you go to the mall? Did you see your sister?" Like, as opposed to saying, did you see your yeah. sister? Or did you go to the mall? We like right. change our tone at the end of the sentence.
0: Yeah. I like that. By the I way, like we talked about
1: me playing hurt because of my voice, and now it's 20 minutes now.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. I'm sorry. Uh, one more quick thing and we'll let you go. Is the Boston, Massachusetts accent the worst?
1: Um... No, I kind of like have it, have it, okay. dad. I kind of like it. I kind of like all access. I think it's endearing.
3: Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm right there all with right. you.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Ross Tucker, uh, there's football tonight. Uh, we'll all watch it. It's great. Uh, Ross Tucker podcast, NFL on CBS analyst. Uh, you want you want to talk about something before we go or no? You got something for us?
1: I just want everybody to tune in tonight to see what we learn about Patrick Mahomes. That's okay. What I
0: want. <laughs> Alright <laughs> Thanks Ross, we'll do it again next week Right in the teeth See you dude <laughs> Alright, there he is on the Atlas Meets and Sports Where online. online. <laughs> uh, like I just googled that
4: Western New York accent uh, They say it's like a combination of like a traditional New York and Canadian
0: Yeah, I'm telling you Yeah. Like when well, we go like, hey, I, I remember this girl I, don't, I have no idea what her name was like but she was from Batavia or something like that. Yeah, she was from Batavia dating my oh who she met who uh he, she met my Batavia. friend Rob. Yeah, Batavia, New York. Uh at uh, the Daily Planet in Niagara Falls <laughs> and uh and, and we went out a couple times like he dated her for a short period of time. His name's Rob and she'd be like "Rab" and then the more drinks we'd have be like "Hey, hey, what's his name?" "Who, Rab?" and we'd Rab. like <laughs> That's the best.
3: <laughs> Rab. Rab. Do, Love um, that western. <laughs> yeah. Do different sports have their own accents? Because hockey players all talk the same, right? Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah. Bad. Like hey, how many bad. guys say bud? Yeah. Uh, name bar bud. The, 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 <laughs> the letter can't name talk.
4: The letter
2: can't talk.
3: Name bar. <laughs> name bar bud. I like when GVP does his hockey. Yeah. Do your hockey. Name on. bar bud.
2: Yeah.
3: Georgie bud. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. See. <laughs>
0: Hockey definitely has its own accent. There's no question about that. That's
3: pretty good. Yeah, sick, bro.
0: (laughs) Football is more like just the trash talking and stuff. Yep. Like just and and basketball. Like hockey has its own
4: basketball too. But baseball's like conversation. You have a hey, how you doing there, bud? How's the kids doing? Yeah, first base, (laughs) just having a. But hockey definitely has its own accent with your with
3: your huge dip in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, bud. How are you doing? <laughs> How's the wife? The best
0: The best thing how um, you guys Terry Francona. That? I eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> so you should try this, Matty. Uh, Terry Francona loves him some chew. I but what love, he does is uh, he wraps gum around his chew. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. heard about this.
3: That's this this classic. is vile. Yeah. Also, I've never had a dip before. Oh, wow. Revelation. You can't even
4: get flavored dip up here anymore. So you're kind yeah, of stuck. What's, yeah. you kind of so lame. You're to, you just have to do the straight cut. Whatever, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. My, my okay. gvp hockey players love that stuff. I've never done it either. Okay,
0: but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Patrick's in the studio with a cup beside him. Yeah, he's a, the, got
3: the, a spittoon the, in the, the corner. The, the ba- <laughs> ding,
4: ding. Jeez. Oh. You should
3: get one just for the sound.
5: Oh, yeah,
4: Ba-ding. yeah, brass right.
3: back of a segment.
4: They're really expensive to buy. Like you can, they sell the old brass
3: spittoon. They sell. Them, oh, they're really expensive. I thought you meant chew. Wow. I used to buy chew from the U.S. and bring it up and sell it to buddies. In oh, wintergreen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Extra menthol. Woo. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Racking up the money. Um. Yeah, we learned a lot about football there.
3: <laughs> no, we didn't, from Ross. <laughs> We're gonna learn a lot about Patrick Mahomes tonight. Yeah. What's it gonna be to like you. without my tight end, hmm. <laughs> Noah hey. Gray? You're the best. Hmm, am I still the best quarterback around? Why, yes, <laughs> yeah, I am. Is. Yeah, I almost like jumped on your question and said, "Now yeah, zero." But <laughs> <had a> nice, <laughs> zero but <I> <laughs> that one. That's okay. I, I thought it was a relevant question. It got to the next one, which was a good question. Yeah, so no, yeah, he goes, That's a great question. Yeah. It's just setting ice up the, in the other veins. One. Sometimes you That gotta... was definitely the Matty Rose experience. Right Sometimes there. you gotta drop a little softball on him <laughs> just so you can uh yeah. go yard the next time. Something like yeah, that. I get it. I don't know.
0: Listen, listen. We not everything can be a home run. Sometimes you ground out to first.
3: I ground out to first. Like, like first I get
0: a it. <laughs> ground out to pitcher. Like I <laughs> get it. Um, Paul Jones is going to join us uh, coming up, uh, talk about Canada off to the uh, semifinals at the FIBAs, first time since 1934 in a major competition. Uh, he's a Cleveland Browns fan. We'll get his take on that as well. And uh, the poll question's up at at 960. We're, we're, we're coming to cl- crunch time here where myself and uh, Mr. Patrick Dumont have to sing a song to Matt Rose to um, own up to our bet for losing the football picks and check out the poll question uh, right now. At SportsCent960, there's four songs up. Islands in the Stream, I Got You, Babe, Summer Nights, and Mindless Love. And Mm -hmm. right now, Islands in the Stream is leading the way.
3: I'm excited. I'm excited to hear you two songbirds. Let it bug up.
0: Yep. Uh, We are uh, extremely talented when it comes to singing. (laughs) Frank Cervalli at the top of the hour um, talking about, we'll get his take on accents too. Good. He's a Philly guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's so Philly. Uh, we'll get uh, Frank Cervalli's take on that, and uh, we'll do our best bets. Yeah. A lot of thing. A lot of fun.
4: I will. A lot of uh, stuff. There's up two updated odds. I will send in me in our little chat. Okay,
0: sounds good. Uh, if you can just post them in the meeting,
4: yes, that'll be great. Lines, all right,
3: lines are moving. The yeah, of course. They do. lines move Incredible. all the time.
0: All right, uh, football tonight. Um, Basketball talk next. I know people aren't crazy about the basketball talk, but this is important. Canada's making a big run. We'll do that, and we'll do a ton of hockey talk, and especially the Josh Sanderson deal uh, with the Senators, which is a bit of a head-scratcher, but could be a very good deal down the road for the Ottawa Senators. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. It's Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan at the top of the hour. We'll talk to our man, Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff. We'll talk about that enormous Josh Sanderson contract extension with the Ottawa Senators. Their core is locked up for the long term here in our nation's capital. And Elias home $9 million maybe. We'll talk to Frank Cervalli about that. And uh, we will give you our best bets, our NFL big bets, brought to you by Sports Select coming up at 8.30, where Maddie uh, will get serenaded by myself and uh, Patrick Dumont. We have to pay up our bet for losing last year. We have Mm -hmm. to sing Maddie a song. Vote on it right now at Sportsnet 960. Uh, But first, joining us on the line, Raptors analyst uh, for Sportsnet, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports guest Hotline, my man Paul Jones. Jonesy, good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good, George. Good to hear your voice, man.
0: Good to hear you too. Um Jonesy, are you are you like me and you're just you're just surprised and it and, and surprised not with the talent on the team, but how quickly this has all come together for Team Canada at the FIBA's?
2: Well, a little bit, but, you know, and I can say this, and I've said it's nothing I haven't said publicly or said to our board of directors on which I sit. There's really no country in the world that should be beating Canada consistently except for maybe Uncle Sam. Like, really. Like, I don't want to hear about all these little countries and, you know, having a tough time qualifying against, you know, like – the Dominican and with all due respect and you know, like all these countries in, in, and that, that we play against in the Americas, there should be only one country in front of us that we're chasing down or even with, and that's the U S. And I think you're seeing that now. And I, I've talked about this, that we're going to get to a day when we have to cut NBA players off our national team and look at how well they're doing now. They're already qualified for the Olympics. What happens if Andrew Wiggins and Jamal Murray want to play next year in the Olympics because they can, because they weren't available this year. So, I I mean, my, my, I'm not, I'm not surprised George. Um, but in a, in a way I am because of the coaching change. And I think Rowan Barrett gets some credit for that, for building the team the right way. But Jordy's a terrific coach. And, um, you know, like a, a lot of people are, are wide eyed surprised. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm surprised, but I'm I'm pleased. Let's put it that way, because I knew this was this was in in the Canadian DNA and the Canadian basketball DNA for years.
0: Are we past that point now where the only time uh, big time NBA Canadian players won't play for the national team is if they're hurt?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I think we have um, and I talked about this a couple of years ago with, after that crushing loss to the Czechs. Uh, in Victoria, we've got to wire our guys the same way international players are wired to play for their country. These guys want to play for their country. And, and uh, I think we've done a good job of that. Like when we lost to the Czechs in, um, I guess that was 2020, the end of that for it, 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 going to the Olympics to Tokyo. Um, you know, Nick Nurse, who's part of this, And, you know, Michael Bartlett, Rowan Barrett, they secured from guys a four year commitment. And the USA did that after they lost to to Argentina in 2004 in the Olympics in Greece. We can't just show up and win. We need a commitment from guys. And last year, even though people like Dort, um, Jamal Murray, they weren't able to play, they were still in camp. They were still bonding, learning the system being around their teammates. And I think you're seeing that right now. I think you're seeing that come to fruition right now. So, um, you know, give the infrastructure a little bit of credit on this too.
3: How much has just more Canadian talent been at the heart of this too? Like there's just more players available, and as a result, the team's gotten better.
2: It's huge. It's what it is because talent wins. it's, It's what it is. The bottom line is you need the talent. And then, two, you need to be able to put the pieces together and have players adapt roles. And there's no doubt who the best player on the team is now. There's no doubt who's getting the ball when it's important, but it's a lot different giving the ball to, uh, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander at 25 than it is, you know, a a U-sports player or, you know, a lower-level NBA player when he's 22. So... Yeah, talent is a big part of it, a huge part of it.
3: How much different is the roster going to be for the Olympics? Because obviously they've now qualified. That's going to be next summer. How different do you expect it to be?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's pretty tough to argue with success right now, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and, um, you know, thankfully uh, there are people with uh, much more, more advanced basketball minds than me to make that decision. and a great coaching staff. So um, they're going to be good. They're going to be in the mix for a medal. I think the same way you're seeing this year.
3: Has Dylan Brooks exceeded expectations at this tournament?
2: Not really. Uh, He came in with with a role as a defender, Um, a guy who was a, a, you know, kind of a, a role player, a helper on the offensive end. And he's done that. And, I think it goes back to what I said a minute ago in that uh, you know who has the ball. They always say the NBA game says put, your, put the ball in the hands of your best player and let him make the decision, and the other guys better be ready. And, you know, I look at some of the plays that Dylan's made. He's made them within the framework of the offense. So I, I don't think – I mean, that's his talent. That's what he's good at. And they found um, uh, you know, a niche. They found a role for him to play it well. So it's not like he's getting the ball and he's trying to break people down and do his thing one on one. He's play- playing playing within the framework of the team, and I, I I love to see that.
0: Um, Jonesy, you've obviously represented our country uh internationally. Um what would it be like uh going up against 40, Dylan Brooks?
2: Forty yeah. years ago this month, I came back that's with a silver medal from New Zealand. So it's, that's been it's been a long yeah. time. It's been a long
0: time. Yeah, that is that's crazy when you put it into perspective like that. How would it be playing against Dylan Brooks and Lou Dort?
2: Difficult. Um, <laughs> they are those guys you just you just don't want to play against them because they're on you all the time. They're in your stuff. They're making it difficult every catch. Um, you know, even running up the court, they're on your shoulder. Like they're, you know, you throw the ball away or you make a bad play and they all, we got you. We got you. See, we made you do that. And, and those guys are, they're necessary evils. They're, they're important parts of a team. Um, They make other guys, better defenders. They hold other guys accountable for their defense with the way they play defense. So, yeah, no, they're they're important to have and, and, and you pointed out, George, it's two of them. When Dylan Brooks, um, you know, was ejected from the game against Slovenia, hey, you throw Lou Dort in at, at Luca. And there are other guys too that you could put in there. And it it just it holds people accountable. It it makes everybody step forward defensively because you don't want to be that weak link.
0: Paul Jones uh, covers the Raptors uh, for Sportsnet. Joining us here on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline, big show, uh, Russick and Rose. Um, This is a bit of a loaded question, Jonesy, but I've been thinking about it. Does Canada get to the semifinals if Nick Nurse is the coach?
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Jordy, um, but Nick helped build this. And, and so did Rowan Baird, and that's where I went back to before. I mean, yeah. you know, asking about being surprised a little bit because Jordy stepped right in and did a terrific job. But, you know, Nick helped build this. He helped secure commitments. Um, you know, uh, the offense looks a lot like his philosophy of drive, kick, swing. And it it's in line and in keeping with the same philosophy that um, you know Jordy Fernandez is is uh, has been exposed to in Sacramento with Mike Brown. Remember the Kings were one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. So Nick deserves some credit. Uh, it's just that Jordy's driving the car right now and he's doing a really really good job. But I think you also need to give credit to um, to Rowan Barrett uh, for building the team to you know Michael Bartlett the the CEO for you know, securing um, all the financial wherewithal to have the team built the way it is. There's a lot of people, a lot of things that go into it, but uh, it's all it's all coming together. But the, the simple answer to your question, George, is yes. Hmm.
3: Paul, I, I'm thinking about that video of Dylan Brooks waiting in the tunnel with the boxing gloves on, and, and I'm just feeling huh. that this group almost has more of like a togetherness feel like it feels like they're very tight knit. Do you feel the same way?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, uh, look, they're 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 wired to play for the country as I said earlier. Uh they've 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 all come together and probably seen you know an experience the, the heartbreaks and and the heartaches of, of losing and um you know apparently Kelly Olinick gave a very impassioned address to the team before the game against Spain, the winner-go-home game. And that's a big win. You're beating the a, a top program, number one program in the world, uh, defending World Cup champs. That, like, that's a big win. And you don't do that unless everybody's on the same page. And they always talk about the chicken or the egg. Which comes first, winning or chemistry? I just think one begets the other. And they, this is a very together group. And I think you see that by the way they play and the way the roles are defined and everybody, you know, what's what's the old Bill Belichick line? Do your job. Yeah. If yeah. everybody does their job, do your job. If everybody does their job, they're going to be successful. And I think they've realized that. So again, credit to the way it was built, credit to the coaching staff and credit to the players for accepting roles that they've been given.
3: Is is this a significantly different feel than past teams? Do you think?
2: Oh yeah, I mean mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the 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 experience factor. I mean, you're not talking about the, the really the only really young guy in the starting lineup is RJ Barrett, who's 23. Shea's an All NBA player. He's 25. Yeah. Nikhil Alexander Walker has been. He's been bounced around the NBA, but he's a good player. He he knows what it's like to to play a role, uh, coming off the bench. Kelly Olynyk and Dwight Powell are in their 30s. They've they've got sweat in it for this team, playing for this program for years and years. Um, so yeah, it's that's what makes it a different feel because there's a little bit more experience. Uh, they, they've they've got battle scars. They've got the wounds and. You know they've taken it and learned from it, and that's why we're seeing what we're seeing now. And I would, I would be, I would not be surprised to see Canada come out with a gold medal in this thing. I really would.
0: Oh, love that! That would be great. Um, Well, and and, and
2: hang hang on, guys. Let me, and then I'll tell you why. Uncle Sam is the king, right? But look at most of their guys that are playing. They've got a really young team. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Um, um, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, Austin Reeves, these guys are young and they're not any, you know, older or younger than our guys. But when you look at the experience, doesn't Canada get a little bit of an edge there? Maybe the USA has talent. Well, hold on a second. We've got a first team all NBA guy running our team in Shea Gilgis Alexander. Do you think Shea, Kelly O'Linick, Dwight Powell, um, R.J. Be- do you think they're afraid of Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Anthony Edwards, Mikhail Bridget? Do you, do you think they're afraid of those guys? They've been playing them all the way up in junior and under 19 worlds and under 20 worlds. They see them. They've seen them for seasons in the NBA. They're, they're not going to be afraid. So. If they get to that point, I expect a heck of a game, and uh, you know I'm not saying there's going to be a gold medal, but don't 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 raise your eyebrows if it happens.
0: Right. It is the only thing, Jonesy, that maybe there's just a bit of lack of size on this team. Is that the only is that the only yeah. downside?
2: There is, there is. Um, but you know, I, I I look at the U.S. team, and I think that's what hurt them against Lithuania at times with the and and plus the three point shooting. I mean, I I think if Canada is able to make threes consistently, um, they're going to be really tough. Uh, You know, they play a style defensively that sometimes makes up for the size. Uh, The the ball pressure is tremendous. Um, You're taking contested shots. If they can get rebounds, if they're able to rebound the basketball, um, they're, they're going to be really tough
0: um jonesy we're all looking forward to watching it uh we're all excited about it before i let you go um you are a for all for our listeners here in calgary who don't know you're a die hard cleveland browns fan how are you feeling heading into the season very tough division a uh, lot of talent on the browns especially on the defensive side of the ball uh what are your expectations got to be wild card right
2: yeah 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 I- George, I hate to say it and turn, turn the, uh, turn the recording off right now, but we might be third <laughs> in our division. We might be third in our division. Hopefully a wild card. Like if, 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 uh, if Pittsburgh's good, isn't that one of the toughest divisions in football? Oh yeah. 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 So I, I, look, it, it on the offensive end. It depends on your skill players. Depends on the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Um, And, and you know, George, the the funny thing is, and you know this from your days in Toronto, Ed Stefanski, who was our uh, general manager, assistant general manager here in Toronto, it's his son, Kevin, that's the head coach of the Browns. And every time I talk to Ed, he thinks I want to talk about basketball with him. I don't. I want (laughs) to talk about football. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it could be a tough year for my Brownies. Now, What's the over-under number on wins?
5: Ooh,
0: um, I, I, I'll I look it up. super would quick. say, uh, I would probably say nine and a half by just first blush. Uh, yeah, nine and a half.
2: Yeah, I, I would have. Is it I really? Yeah, bang on. That's a
3: B, George. <laughs> I would have
2: said, I, I would have said eight and a half. Yeah, don't, hey Rosie, mm. don't, don't bet with George, okay? <laughs> he's, he's the guy that comes to the park and shoots with his left hand, <laughs> and you say he's no good, and then you play for money, and then he starts making everything with his good hand. So. Just be careful with him, right? We're about an he hour first... from
3: from him singing me a nice first... little ditty for last year's bets.
2: Uh, I know. Yeah. He hits his first drive into the bushes. Yeah. And then he shoots like 73. Yeah. So just watch him, okay?
3: Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that play out. Trust me on that one. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> this guy.
0: Jonesy, uh, always a pleasure, uh, my friend. Uh, let's do it again soon. Enjoy the basketball and enjoy the Cleveland Brown season.
2: Number hasn't changed, George. You know what it is. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. There he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Park Guest Hotline. One of the nicest men you've what a ever met in your entire life. He I don't is. know
3: if I've interviewed him before. Really? That you might, might be a, fir- might be a fir- Can my
0: voice get any higher?
3: Really?
4: <laughs> 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 this is the second time we've had him on in our duration of the show. He might have been here. Mm. He might have been here. But yeah, yeah. The second time we've had Again,
0: him. Again, we we don't talk a ton of basketball on this show because that's not what our listeners want to hear, generally speaking. But this is a big story. But like
3: I th- Canada... Like people are getting behind this team. Also, Canada is different than the Raptors. Mm-hmm. People can it get is. behind Canada way more than the Raptors. You, yeah. and, and you know what you know what I always say? Like the reason that the NBA isn't as big here is because you can't go and watch it live. And mm-hmm. people love to watch sports live to get yep. more they filled of a, the a, dome feel. For a preseason
4: game here a few yeah, years yeah, yeah,
3: ago. Yeah, so. for sure. Like we yeah. couldn't support an NBA team no, by no, any stretch no. of the imagination. But at the same time, it's one of those things that it just doesn't resonate because you can't go watch it. The mm-hmm. only way to watch it yeah. is on TV and half the Raptors games were on the yeah. same night as the Flames
4: mm-hmm. game it run it's it's tough when you run up against a, yeah. a hockey market like that. That's why bright.
3: the NFL has a standing and the MLB yeah. has a standing mm-hmm. and even the CFL because the CFL has that nice little niche of summer where it is essentially the only thing going apart from like early season baseball.
0: Yeah. Um again, uh but but also when uh, a team wearing the Maple Leaf is doing well, mm-hmm. people start to pay attention and Big get behind time. it. Doesn't matter Big the sport. Time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Even look at oh, yeah. look at me. Look at the men's soccer team. Look how many the, people how many people went to Edmonton for those games? Yeah. How many people oh, made the yeah. drive up from Calgary? A lot. Oh uh, yeah. I was one mean. Them. Impulse. Wasn't that you? Yeah.
3: Was it you who went impulse? No. It no,
0: it might have been somebody impulsed. Mm. Yeah. Um I teased this story uh a little bit earlier because uh we got Frank Sarvalli coming up uh talks uh,
3: I I called uh Jake Sanderson, Josh Sanderson. Josh Sanderson is the new head coach of your Calgary Roughnecks, George. Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, And LL, great. (laughs)
0: Um, Jake Sanderson, uh, the contract uh, with him. uh, We'll talk to Frank Saravalli about that. $9 million for Elias Lindholm. We'll talk to Frank Cervalli about that. And then we'll do our uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select at 830, where we have to sing a song to one Matty Rose. Uh, Time's running out to vote on the poll at Sportsnet 960 on threads as well. Um, <laughs> can't do a poll on Threads. Can't do a poll. On okay, th- all right. So no threads. No. Um, send the link on Threads to the poll on X or Twitter. <laughs> um, here is uh, the four songs you can vote on: Islands in the Stream, I Got You Babe, Summer Nights, and Mindless Love. Uh, time is running out. I got to uh, listen to the song and then figure out which parts we're gonna sing, Patrick, and I will uh, send that to you. Uh, but first, like, do you guys uh, know all four of these songs relatively well? I know all four of those. Yeah. Okay, I I don't, but I will figure it out. <laughs> I will listen. Well, endless love. Is like Happy jo- Gilmore? Yeah, like I I know um, them,
3: but I would not be able to sing them. Summer nights who breeze me. Yeah, summer a, nights again. Yeah. I got you, baby. baby.
4: Sunny and Cher. I got yeah. you, baby. A,
3: I know two of those for sure. And Islands in the but Stream I, is
4: I got you. that's one of the biggest duets ever. I won't be playing yeah, the lyrics either. It's just instrumental. Yeah. You guys are on your own.
0: Well, I got the lyrics in front of me. Okay, fair enough. and then we got to we got to determine who sings which part. Okay. Um, have you guys been watching Hard Knocks at all? It's so hard to watch up here. It's on zone. That's what I mean. Yeah. I get you have to put on a streaming
4: and it's it's annoying no, to put on ha- a streaming. Well, sure. I have to get zone then. Yeah, okay, all right. So okay. You don't have DAZN. but uh,
3: then the, it's, it's the, another uh, subscription. <laughs> I already have HBO <laughs> yeah, oh, you up watch here. Watch your Bundesliga then. I, I, I'm not watching. Damn, by the way. Glad S- Munch.
0: Munchy back. That's Glad Munchyback. Okay. back. <laughs> Okay, I've had this take with my friends, and I and I had I kind of alluded to with Jeff Blair yesterday. Uh, the Bundesliga is far and away the most exciting uh, European soccer league. Uh, They've a, had yeah. the most goals in the first three match days since 1984. Yeah. And their their support anyway, hot is Bundesliga talk.
4: And the thing is, like, and it's not like a conglomerate owning them. The fans own have
0: to own at least half of their uh, of the team. So the fans have such okay, a share. Stop it, Patrick. Bayern is gonna win, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's great for betting because <laughs> goals flood all over the place. I'm just saying just, for it. Don't sell me on the Bundesliga. It's a fans, and who fans owns league. <laughs> it's a fans. Okay, league. whatever. It's a goal fest, and it's great to watch. So I don't know where I was going with this, but anyway, yeah, the finale of um, Hard Knocks. Uh, our man Aaron Rodgers yeah, uh, talked about a specific encounter he had on the finale. <laughs> this clip's about a minute long. Uh, we're going to listen to it, and then we will discuss. Uh, let's play about 45 seconds of it here at the beginning. GVP hit it.
5: I was making my way to bed, and I had like a 5 a.m. wake up, uh, and I was I was getting oh, down nice. to bed. I heard this alarm in the distance going off. Uh, it just didn't seem like normal, and I heard some rustling downstairs. So I got up, walked downstairs. It was a beautiful night, and... Steve and his brother and I walked outside and up in the clouds, you know, we, we heard the sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky and it was like a scene out of Independence Day when uh, the ships are coming into the atmosphere and they're creating this like uh, kind of explosion type fire in the sky. We just saw this incredibly large object and froze, as anybody would, because we didn't know what the hell was going on. And eventually it went out of sight, and nobody said a word. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we've heard enough. That's probably
0: enough. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. um, So Aaron Rodgers, talking about his 2005 uh, encounter with a UFO at his buddy Steve Levy's house, um, is at his New Jersey home in 2005. Uh, around the time the NFL draft in New York City, so that's what happened. His college roommate was that was in New York City. Saw this giant UFO, right? Independence mm-hmm. Day style. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's which a is, big UFO. Yeah. Which is fine. I just think <laughs> it's. I think it's just funny. And this is the take I, I want you to to discuss really quickly before we get to Frank. Cervone. Sure. 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 You can look it up on Google now, and you can Google it everywhere you want. Every every these quote unquote reputable news sites. Everything has it now that the U S government is literally releasing everything on UFOs. And what blows my mind is nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Oh no.
3: Yeah. It's kind of fast. Like, I don't know. Here's the thing for me, um, until they actually like have start having like frequent interactions with humans, then mm-hmm. nothing has changed. Like Mars attacks. Like I feel like okay. I feel okay. like for no, a while but... I have always believed, listen, there is way too like I'm I'm a pretty <laughs> strong believer in odds and science and all that type of stuff. The odds say that there is other life out there at some point. And the fact that it came here at other points in the world in history, yeah, that checks out. Now, are they living amongst us? Probably not. But until we start having like interactions with civilians that we're like seeing on social media that are regular, like. It's too late by then. Like, Like, signs are walking through through the streets.
4: If you're what? interacting with them, like, dangerous, man. How do you know they're it's dangerous? Man, these don't guys know are so much smarter than Maybe humans. And you, you know, don't know I'm that either. Here, but yeah. okay, if, they, if they've figured out space travel, they're smarter than humans. What if they okay, didn't figure on. out that's space that's travel? What if point, one of their man.
3: aliens figured out space travel and they're just some um, farmer who's out looking for a new field? They just get sent out by their huge empire and they just crash landed here and they're a couple of rubes. Okay,
0: hang on. Hang on one sec. This is what I don't understand. And again, I, I'm a believer because, like, it just I, it just blows my mind that nobody is talking enough about this. But this is what I don't understand. If these beings flew like you know hundreds of light years away to come check out our planet, why do they just crash that in our planet? Like they did this incredible journey through the space, yeah. The rocks, the radiation, and then all of a sudden, boom, they crash in our planet. It's like, oh, this Earth is very hard to navigate through.
3: We're, we'ren't prepared. That for I don't at- understand. We'ren't prepared for the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that I don't understand. And just, I think it would literally take for people to pay attention, like an Independence Day style thing where the thing just parks over uh, the White House. But again, yeah. this isn't a, uh, you know, believe in UFOs, whatever. If, if, well, you should if, believe if in you UFOs because they're crap real. Or whatever. It's just look up how they built the pyramids and how impossible it is for those people thousands of years ago to build the pyramids the way they did. Well, that's- Because today... We couldn't build the pyramids with our technology.
3: Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, I watched uh, one of the Netflix series recently. I think it's called Ancient Aliens. Mm. Uh, Dude who's a little bit of, he's a little out there, a little eccentric, Uh, basically goes around the world and looks at like these geographical features, much like the pyramids, that he's like, there's no there's, there's no way that humans could have done this when they were yeah. in hunter gatherer phase. Like there's there's just no way they could have done it. So there's questions, um, George. Look at us. On the text line, Tom
0: Brady could be an alien for him. How else could that guy win like that? Maybe.
3: Mm.
4: Kirk Cousin's an alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like he doesn't win like I know,
4: but he's still he's an alien.
0: Okay, all right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's the Packer fan in you talking, probably.
0: All right, uh I can't wait to hear your beautiful singing voice in the next hour, Patrick. But first, but first, uh, Frank Seravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff. Next, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. They're out there. Sports at nine sixty. The fan.